0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
1: He's always up for a good debate. This
2: is the Roy Green Show.
0: I can only play music for so long because it's talk radio, but uh, is it the water? Is it the air? Is it me? Because earlier on the program, we were scheduled to speak with Doug Ford, who's running for the leadership of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, and Mr. Ford wasn't there. He did call in. It took about three minutes, three and a half minutes, maybe for Doug Ford to call in, and I've been telling you that we would also be speaking with Christine Elliott, also a leadership candidate for the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, former MPP. What I'm doing now is padding. Uh, and we were preparing to speak with Christine Elliott about her plans to run for the leadership of the party and find out what she's done with the job that she has had, which uh, Pays a very good salary, and she was appointed to that position by Kathleen Wynne. Wanted to find out if uh, Ms. Elliott has resigned from that or, or not. I, I wouldn't blame her if she didn't resign from it. It's a five-week effort to become leader of the Progressive Conservative Party, and if that doesn't work, then you go back to your other job. There are people who would argue with that and say, look, you can't have keep a job if you're going to try for another one. I don't think that's entirely fair. Nobody expected there to be a leadership race for the Conservative Party of Ontario, And then uh, the Patrick Brown debacle happened, and of course that threw everything upside down. So I think I've padded along enough here. Why don't we just – why don't we hear – let's play a little clip from Christine Elliott announcing her candidacy for leader for the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario.
2: I first sought elected office in 2006 because of my commitment to provincial issues, as well as my firm belief in the possibilities that laid before us as Progressive Conservatives. Possibilities to lead Ontario to a new place, a stronger place, a place where our economic power would allow us to lead our country. To help us create the opportunities that we all seek for ourselves, for our families and friends. And to be a voice for the vulnerable and voiceless people in our society. It's why I got into politics in the first place. And it's also the reason why, after many discussions with my sons, John, Galen, and Quinn, my friends, and my family, I am determined to lead the Progressive Conservative Party.
0: So i have been as fair as I can be. There's Christine Elliott declaring her candidacy to be the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. One of the things, and I said this yesterday, one of the things when we played that clip, one of the things that just kind of rattles me, It just, it's, I find it annoying, personally, just as a voter, just as one Canadian, I find it annoying that everybody who's in the world of politics speaks exactly the same way. When they're declaring their candidacy, when they're talking about what they want to accomplish, when they're talking about their accomplishments, it's always the same way, where it's, it, you just don't listen anymore. It's, it's just... Sort of verbal pablum. That's why I believe that, kind of talking my way out of interviews, Andre. Uh, that's why I believe that being a populist candidate is probably better, because you fly by the seat of your pants and you say tell people what you think. You don't just go to the phraseology book of how to express yourself as a politician. You just tell people what you think, who you are what your plans are like i'm not going to spend any more money than we have to spend folks i want you to have a good life so we're going to cut the taxes and we'll cut cut our spending and we'll, we'll do right by you we're going to make sure our military works we'll take care of our veterans and this is these are commitments and you can hold me accountable and if after 2 years i haven't done it i'm gone voluntarily Put that in writing. Whatever. So uh, we will write off this interview with uh, Christine Elliott. And we're going to talk to my good friend and um, panel member. I don't want to call him panel. It's panel. Linda Leatherdale of Beauties and the Beast, which we air on Saturdays. And Linda said something yesterday during our program, which um, just struck me. I've never heard it expressed in the manner that Linda expressed it. And And I drew attention to it. You said, hi Linda. Hello, Roy. You said, as you were talking about taxation and talking about the economic stresses that we all face as people in this country trying to make A meet with B and C meet with D and not you know get into red ink too much personally. You said taxes income tax should be affordable. I've never heard it expressed that way, and it just struck me that it would be wouldn't that be just perfect? Because then you wouldn't you wouldn't be complaining all the time about the thugs Sticking their greasy hands into our pockets without our permission. You know, if you stick your hand in somebody's pocket without permission on the street, you go to jail. <laughs>
2: And where's the accountability to where our tax dollars are going to, Roy? Yeah. Um, and I think, and I've been listening to your show all day today, well done. And Doug Ford makes a lot of sense. And it's too bad Christine Elliott uh, didn't come on. But there are a lot of angry people out there because of the waste of our tax dollars. So affordable income taxes. Now, you know what? I, I, I had to do some research because I'm going to get some people saying, well, we don't pay the same income tax burden as, let's say, Switzerland and some parts of Europe. But come on. In 7 provinces now, the top marginal income tax rate exceeds 50%. But, of course, it's the middle class I was talking about and affordability. So, you know, when you look at the numbers, it's it's absolutely staggering. It's just not income taxes that we pay. It's the total tax load in Canada. So, for example, you have two working adults in a family with kids bringing in over $108,000 Well, income tax is a component here, but in total taxes, they're going to be paying out $47,000 and for a tax rate of 43.4. And how
0: are you going to save properly? Because you don't know what emergencies are going to arise. You don't know when the car's transmission is going to leave the car and end up on the road behind you. You don't know when things are going to go, just going to go wrong for you financially. And, And then you have to reach for the plastic plus yep. Yep. we're constantly being told by those who supposedly manage our affairs with a degree of pragmatism and interest in our well-being that we should be driving the economy forward <laughs> so go and buy the big ticket item get the new fridge yep. get the get the new car get the tv get the things that you that you really want go and buy it because you help the economy we want the stuff we've now been green-lighted to do it by the people who who supposedly are have our best interests at heart and then what what happens after that we end up with credit uh, balances that are what's what's the what's the interest rate 25 24
2: oh, 25% depending you know if you miss a few payments it could go as high as 30% or higher on those credit cards and here's the other thing like we talked about this forever on your show roy that consumer debt is at record levels over t- t- 2 trillion that uh, for every dollar in disposable income we owe a dollar 61 so you know but think about it Get your paycheck out. Pay stubs out, everybody. Look at the income tax grab that comes right off your paycheck up front. Think about this. We're going to have tax time coming up, Roy. uh, And you, if you're lucky, will get a return. But if you don't and you (laughs) owe, well, you're going to be slapped by the tax man uh, for interest and late payment charges. So let's think that you might have to put that on your credit card because here's the other thing. We've been using our homes as ATMs to keep up but now home prices are starting to slip so you put that on a credit card it is outrageous i think the statement i wanted to say roy was that we are enslaving the people and don't think justin trudeau is your hero he says oh i'm going to help out the middle class so the second lowest income tax bracket fell from 22% to 20.5% on the federal level. But he also took away tax credits. And now he's going to hike the CPP payments off of our payroll, which comes off of our checks as well. So the average family is actually paying over 2,000 more in income taxes, not less. And so, you know what, Doug Ford, go for it, populist. Put tax reform put lower taxes in your platform, we can do it. Because the more money that goes back into our pockets, we are going to go out and spend more. you know what, Linda,
0: what's happened here has, with the departure of Patrick Brown, what has happened here is a unique opportunity for in one constituency, and population-wise, the largest in Canada, for in one constituency, people who have a conservative philosophy because... That's what supposedly I've never quite understood what progressive and conservative do side by side, but anyway if if you have a conservative philosophy, you now have a unique opportunity to get up and and put your case to the people, the people who will vote for you who are party members. and all, oh, you've got to sell the party memberships, and that's the way it works. And if the party doesn't like you, and Mr. Ford says that's his. Uh, dilemma, then they can make it more difficult for you, but they can't make it impossible. But you can make your case for the, to the people who are going to vote, and you can get people to go out and buy a party membership if they believe in you, and you can then commit to doing exactly what people require. You just, I mean, you just hit it. Really, nothing more needs to be said than what you said yesterday, and that is that income tax should be. Affordable. In other words, it's fair. In other words, there are things that the government has to do. There are responsibilities governments have. Fix the potholes. Make sure that the building code is appropriate. Make sure that uh, you know policing is 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 up to snuff. Make sure that our lives are uh, livable. That's their job. That's what they apply for. To then make the situation far more difficult by making taxes onerous is so punitive. And then what do they do after that? They blame the last guy.
2: (laughs) And not only that, but here's something else. In Ontario and certainly Ottawa, record, record government debt. Today's debt, tomorrow's taxes, Roy. So here we are. And you know what? Yes. Give the people a break. If we're going to live in a consumer economy, then allow them. But don't hamstring them and don't make them
0: slaves to debt. And we have to think big picture because we have to think of the whole country. We have to think of federal income tax and then there's provincial income tax. Yes, there is. And if you happen to live in Quebec, God help you because I was there for 10 years and they're still chasing me even though I don't live there anymore. I get, I get, I honestly, I get. I get uh, um, the the quarterly installment payment requirements because if you if you have uh, you know a few streams of income, which I do, uh, they want you to pay on installments on the installment. So you're paying ahead. I get these things, these forms from Revenue Quebec, and I to my Ontario address. And I called them and I said, "What the hell are you doing? You don't I live don't there. live there anymore." They said, "Well, we're going to send them for two years in case you come back."
2: The hand
0: of the tax man. The Always ta- after your but money, it's, Roy. It, it's it should be, you said it so well, income tax should be affordable. And if it is affordable and the obligations of government are met, then you wouldn't have people angry. Yeah. As it is now, we're going to be paying every dollar that you earn, every dollar that I earn, every dollar anybody listening to this program earns, will go to government from the 1st of January until sometime around the 9th of June. That is correct. Around the 9th. Now, hold on. I have to take a break They tell me. So hang on, Linda. We're going to come back. Uh, If you want to chip in on this, it's 800-263-2428. We have a few minutes. So if you want to get in on this, on the whole notion of income tax should be affordable, if that strikes you as it did me, and you want to pitch on and in on it, have you been have you been uh, treated abysmally when it comes to income tax? If you had an experience that left you shaking your head and mumbling 800-263-2428 is the number. We'll come back talk some more with Linda about this idea about income tax being affordable. What a unique concept
1: the opinionated, but he never jumps
0: to conclusions. This is The Roy Green Show. Linda Levidale is the Vice President of Cambria, Canada. She's a former money editor of the Toronto Sun, and uh, she's one of our beauties on... What happened to my voice? One of our beauties of the beauties and the beast on uh, Saturdays on the Green Show. We're talking about income tax should be fair. And i said, let's see if we get got some folks who want to get in on this. Jim is calling from Red Deer, Alberta, member of the Canadian Armed Forces. Jim, uh, thank you so much for your service to Canada.
1: Well, you know, Roy, I, 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 you said something that really, really clicked with me. And that's, <laughs> you both did, and that's, you know, we got to say what we think. we got to say what we think. Let me tell you something. We don't have a debt problem in this country. We have a priority and a spending problem. It's that simple. Our, you know, we've got to learn to reprioritize what's important in this country and stop spending money we don't have. It's that simple.
0: It's, it really is that simple, and uh, Mr. Trudeau promised that his deficit, he promised a deficit, and so, so oddly that got him elected, Spend $10 billion a year more than uh, than we have, and uh, now it's hugely more than that. And if the economy starts to stumble, it's going to be even more. And it's going to be passed along to uh, next generations. And in Ontario, the the premier on the hydro f- uh, file ran up, according to the Auditor General, more than $130 billion that's going to have to be paid for by future generations, Jim. Well, I mean, I, I, the
1: thing that gets me, okay, is I have to live on a salary. I have to live on the amount of money that I get it. right? I can't go and get and, and borrow and borrow and borrow against what I don't have. Yet the government seems to, to do that at nauseum. They're out there borrowing, borrowing, borrowing. You, you, you just, at some point in time, it's going to catch up to you, and
0: that time is very close. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate the call. Thank you again for your service to Canada. Let me ask. Studio, let me talk to Dan in Saskatoon. Linda, you agree with that, eh?
2: I agree totally. Good point. Well said.
0: Here's Dan in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, listening on CKOM Radio. Go ahead, Dan.
2: Yes, uh, I ran into a
1: problem with uh, affordable taxes, what you guys are talking about. My dad, uh, he didn't pay his taxes. He forgot he was 90 90 years old when this happened. And I found out, and I got a hold of Revenue Canada, and I said, well, you know, I could pay his bill. I don't want to pay the penalties or the interest. And they said, no, you need to pay it all. <laughs> and now he's 90, well, he'll be 95 this year. And, you know, like I explained to him, my dad's been working since he was 12 years old because his dad passed away and he had to take care of his brothers and he works since he's 12 years old. And you guys are just kind of screwing around.
0: So it's systemic cruelty.
1: <sighs> yes, it's, it's unbelievable. What so you're the
0: son, you're paying your own taxes. You say to them, I'll pay the... Taxes my dad owes, but give me a break on the interest and on the penalties, and they say no.
1: Yeah, they said no. Actually, I said I could give you a check for the $17,000 that he owned or $14,000 that he owed. I give him a check for that thing right now, and they said no, we won't accept it.
0: So if you don't pay that, what are they going to do to you? They can't do anything to you. It's not your responsibility to pay your dad's taxes. I understand that you want to, but they can't punish you if you don't.
1: Nope, they so punish your dad. Uh, what they are doing is taking three hundred dollars out of my dad's CPP every month.
2: Oh my goodness!
1: And he's on—he's—he's he's in a home right now. Yeah. And so I'm I'm slipping the bill for the rest of his uh, expenses and everything, yeah. and they just don't care.
0: Dan, right? my friend, thank you for the call. Gotta, gotta go, but that's awful. I like to say, somebody open a window. It stinks. Linda, thank you very much. You gave us a lot to talk about and a lot to think about. Income tax should be fair.
2: Well, thank you, Roy, for tackling the topic. It is an important. Talk to
0: you next Saturday.
2: I will talk to you next Saturday.
0: Take care. Bye-bye.